0: Oh, totally overlooked. The, the 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 problem is most doctors don't know what it is. It, it, they think it's just hyperactive little boys, mm-hmm. little boys overturning desks and throwing spitballs, and and right. they don't they don't think of it with adults. Right. And and so yes, it 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 it's tremendously underdiagnosed among among adults. And and uh, you know if if you're a woman and you go for help, almost for sure you'll get diagnosed with depression or anxiety, and you'll be put on an SSRI. Which is the last thing you need right and if you're a man you'll maybe get diagnosed with bipolar disorder or uh antisocial personality or right we'll just be told to get more discipline and try harder mm-hmm. and telling someone with add to try harder is about as helpful as telling someone with nearsightedness to squint harder to, <laughs> you know ADD. this is tokyo tonight
1: Tonight,
0: how are you? Hi, hi. hi. Really nice to be with you guys.
1: Nice to be with you too, man. Uh, I feel like this 12 a.m. time was a test of my own <laughs> if whether or not I have ADHD because I was like, wow, he wants to do it at noon. I don't think I'm ever awake uh, <laughs> or this organized. Um, and this is also the easiest appointment I've ever made with a doctor, so I think I'm going to do all my visits like this.
0: <laughs> so, so, noon is considered a.m., and midnight is considered p.m. Is that yes. Right?
1: Yes, that is that is how I function. And it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's telling or not. But, yeah, that's how I usually operate. Uh, uh, well. My I, literally anybody that knew me that was awake that I was awake this early was like, wow, you're awake early. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, am I? I don't even know. Um, I, I love your TikTok brilliant. channel, by the way. Um, well, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. What made you was it the pandemic that made you start doing that and addressing it that way? Or was that always kind of the plan?
0: no it was a friend who said uh, you really ought to go on TikTok, and i at that point i thought TikTok was the sound a clock makes <laughs> I, I had i had no clue you know and I, I and and she said oh no no this is the hot new thing and i said well sure let's give it a shot right and so i made i've made about uh, 50 or 60 of them now and um uh to my amazement you know they've had millions of, of hits and 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 now TikTok has expanded. Now you can go three minutes instead of 60 seconds. So I'm going to
1: make
0: make some new ones that are a little bit longer. It's a lot of fun. And it's the perfect ADD format because you got to, you know, you got to spit it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) You got to compress it. And uh, it's a good discipline.
1: Yeah. It made the conversation very palatable too. Like I found it easier to talk about. Uh, I, I'm I'm on. Undi- I don't I don't actually know that I have it or anything. like I that.
0: I can tell you you have it. It, it, it takes <laughs> me about thirty seconds. You've got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic! And, and um, watching the
0: introduction to your show, oh. you've got it.
1: <laughs> there's, there's. I'm so glad we're talking because there's so much that I'm like. I try not to be one of those people that self-diagnoses anything, right? You know, like right. because right. you know you can watch almost. I feel like anything and kind of absorb what it is, like little ticks that you might have. But there's such a like a clear cut distinction when you're talking about it or anybody else is talking about it on TikTok that I'm like. Yeah, this is pretty, pretty obvious, Um, especially as a comedian. The way I run my life is there. Do you think that people because my my question is, too, is like always whether or not to do anything about it. Right. Because I feel like this is probably something I've lived with for quite some time without acknowledging it or knowing it. So I've developed coping, I'm sure some sort of coping mechanisms where I'm able to function pretty Well, well. But
0: you you've you've taken advantage of the upside. I mean, that's the that's the wonderful thing about this. And, mm-hmm. and like you, you, you have Tom who's I bet is your stabilizer, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, he, he's the guy who can rein you in. So you need a stabilizer, you know, right. so you're the wild idea, you know, everything's hell's a blazing, and, and, and then Tom says, no, wait a minute, we got to do this, we do that. <laughs> so, you know, and, and uh, someone to make the trains run on time, but you've taken advantage, the creativity, the originality, the energy, the vision, the drive, um you know we're very mission driven we mm-hmm. ADUs. i have it myself and and uh yeah so you found a mission you found a platform you found a place we need a creative outlet if we don't have a creative outlet we there, i've written 21 books and the reason i write so many books is if i don't have a book going i get depressed right you know? and, and if you didn't have this show going you wouldn't feel right you'd feel out of sorts Absolutely. And, and so we, we're like cows, we need to be milked, you know every, every day we, <laughs> we need to express our, our, our creative juices and uh, and it's it's a really it's a creative imperative that right. most people don't have, you know and, and uh, so you stumbled into it. you didn't know, you know I call it a race car brain with bicycle brakes and and (laughs) you didn't know you had this runaway (laughs) brain but you found ways of of putting on the brakes so you controlled it so you you weren't uh, careening out uh, uh, you know off the track all the time and and uh, so you 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 found your way as so many most entrepreneurs have this Um, you know like David Nealman who founded JetBlue he's, he's got it and of course Branson has it and um uh, you know i'd be I'd, I'd be amazed if elon musk doesn't and and mm-hmm. uh you know most highly thomas edison was a classic most highly original outside the box thinkers have this and and the downside which is what people joke about can actually be devastating yeah and the prisons are full of people with undiagnosed ADHD and and so are the holes of the addicted and the multiply uh divorced and unemployed and marginalized and depressed and so it can be hell on wheels you know right and, and it can cost you many years off your life but if you learn how to take advantage of it to mm-hmm. ride the bucking bronco you know then you end up like you you're you're thriving and and we, and you can reach states of of excellence and brilliance and and genius that most people just can't so what you've got going for you can't be bought and can't be taught if, right. it, if it's not controlled in some way, it can ruin your life.
1: Absolutely. But,
0: but if you learn how to control it in some way, then, you know, it, it makes you into a, you know, really dynamic, exciting person who blesses the world with your
1: presence. Wow, that was uplifting in ways I had not expected. <laughs> I was <laughs> expecting a much dire diagnosis. Like, you need help immediately. Uh, <laughs> how no, are you been living?
0: No, um, the, your message is, hey, world, get out of my way. Here I come.
1: You yeah, know, and, That uh, is in some ways how I felt and also what I've also tried to reel in at certain times. because I don't think people are always prepared for that kind of thing. And I think it takes a bit of a balance to do it. the The dark side of it that you were touching on a little bit there, too, is when you said you've lost time, like there was a a period of time, like I've kind of dealt with depression in in different ways, um, all my life. And then there was a three-year period where I feel like I definitely lost time. And I, I, it was a, I didn't even think of the ADHD thing or 80, you know, any of that. Um, because it just felt like what was happening to me was exacerbated by certain like my, my normal, um, I guess fall into a depressive state was worsened by, situations around me that I couldn't control. And my brain exacerbated all of that to a, to an extent that but no one's ever touched on it before. You know what I mean? I've gone to certain therapy or certain therapists, or whatever. Do you think that it's something that's often overlooked as a cause or anything? Because I've never had anybody say like, oh, you might have this.
0: Oh, totally overlooked. The The, the, the problem is most doctors don't know what it is. It, it, they think it's just hyperactive little boys. Mm-hmm. Boys overturning desks and throwing spitballs, and and right. they don't they don't think of it with adults, right? And and so yes, it 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 it's tremendously underdiagnosed among among adults, and and uh, you know if if you're a woman and you go for help, almost for sure you'll get diagnosed with depression or anxiety, and you'll be put on an SSRI, which is the last thing you need. Right. And if you're a man, you'll maybe get diagnosed with bipolar disorder or uh, antisocial personality or, right, you will just be told to get more discipline and try harder. Mm-hmm. And telling someone with ADD to try harder is about as helpful as telling someone with nearsightedness to squint harder. <laughs> you know, it, it, it misses the point, you know, trying right. harder, trying harder always helps anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, eyeglasses do a lot better for nearsightedness and, and a proper plan to deal with the ADHD does a lot better. This, by the way, I don't I don't say I treat a a disorder. I say I help people unwrap their gift. That's beautiful. And that's a real shift in emphasis. And I and I really mean it because I when someone says I have ADD, I say, aren't you lucky? Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: then and then I say, Now, let me help you make the most of it. Wow, let me help you to turn it into as close to a 100% an asset as possible. There's always a downside. I mean, I still I'm 71 years old, and I still wrestle with speaking inappropriately and acting impulsively. You know, know, when I was, I've been married 31 years now, before I got married, I can't tell you how many women I asked to marry me on the first date. You know, I I just get, (laughs) I just get carried away with my enthusiasm. Yes.
1: (laughs) But is it it because I was going to, sorry. I was going to say, is it because you play out? um, Because I've done the same thing whenever I've like, I've noticed this in relationships before or whatever. I've already played most of it out. Yeah. So by the time they're just kind of getting to the point where we're actually dating, I'm like, we're good, right? We're gonna move in or no, or exactly, too exactly. and it's and you have to like, you know, I, I have to rein that shit in with almost everything though. And it's now so it's getting hard. to the point, yeah, and now it's getting to the point where like I will end a relationship before it began.
2: Yes, like, I'll be exactly. like,
1: you know what? That person's whatever. And then my brain just goes, uh, excuse me. Do you remember the right, right, six other ways this went last time? Right, We're not doing right. this again.
0: You're sitting across the table. You say, let's have the check. This is over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For real. Yes. And Tom, yeah.
2: I totally have a question. All right. So now I find it funny that you think I'm John's anchor point, because I think I am also riddled with like the ADHD <laughs> traits. Oh, good. Oh. I focus only in like, I delve into things so, so much. Like if it's work, I go 200%, but once it starts losing my interest and it's good to like partner up because I feel like we re- we help each other, Yeah, you know, good. so, so we you've,
0: you've be. learned how to play off of each other. That's wonderful. Yeah. So you, you can, you can each take uh, the other person's uh, weakness and, and shore it up. But, but yeah, when you lose interest, see, boredom is our kryptonite. We literally yeah. cannot do, not will not, we can't do boredom. The minute we're bored, our mind just goes elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. We're
0: constantly in search of stimulation. And I define boredom as the absence of stimulation. So right. when we're not feeling stimulated, we go create, search, find stimulation one way or another. Now, you guys have done it in a very adaptive way. Other people do it by robbing a bank, or you know. <laughs> you know the
1: <laughs> thought has crossed my mind. <laughs> a fight with somebody, right? You know,
0: and um, uh, so you know. It, but we are—we cannot deal with boredom. We just—we just—we we we repel from it, and and uh, and so so I'm always saying you you want to find your right difficult. Your right difficult is it's yeah. got to be difficult, or mm. we'll get bored with it. Right. And it's and it's got to be right. In other words, it's got to be in your wheelhouse. It's got to matter to you. Yeah. But that combination. That's our sweet spot. And then we excel.
1: Mm-hmm. So you
0: guys have found it, you know, in doing this show. You know, it's a it's a right difficult for both of you. It's hard to do. It takes a lot of work, discipline, planning, all that stuff that, you know, kind of strips our gears. But you you, you yeah. do it. And then and then, you know, you, you've you made it hum, which is fantastic.
1: Thank you.
2: I, I totally have a question too because I feel like I've always explained my thought process like this to people, and I don't know if people get it. But I have a thought process that's like a spider web, where as soon as I have a thought, I start thinking of the possible outcomes of that thought, and the possible outcomes of those things, and then and it just keeps branching out until I feel like I see a, like I think a million things about this one really simple thing. No, it, like, it
0: ramifies. It's like a crystal formation. It just it, it just yeah, and, and I, I call it the infinite web of what if. Ooh, yes, you go. You start with one thing, and then, you've got you know seventeen billion what ifs, and and yeah. it's it, it's infinite, and it, it is. It's like a crystal on a, a snowflake on a on a on a window, and and uh, uh, you know, and our challenge. It's both our gift and our curse. You see, our gift is also our curse, namely our imagination, mm-hmm. and and our imagination can run wild and take us to the darkest, most horrible, torturous places, or it can take us to the Nobel prize, you know, and, and, uh, and usually it's a little bit of both. Right. Uh, One of the chapters in my new book is called uh, taming the demon of your mind. And it's basically taming your imagination because when your imagination is not creating something useful, it tends to turn on you and attack you and awfulize and globalize and, and, you know you're sitting there brooding thinking i'm a just a piece of poop and and nothing's going to work out and the world is going to hell and you know yeah it's, it's sort of like the intro to your podcast you know, like, <laughs> you know, and,
1: and, and, what i was feeling and, at the time
0: yeah exactly and our imagination while it can it can create tremendous beauty it can also create terrible states of despair yeah, and and one of the challenges we have is how to hunt, ride herd on that, and that's why, for example, that addiction is way more common amongst us than in the general population. We're trying to self-medicate away these dysphoric states, you know, and, right. and uh, these you know really horrible, hellacious states of mind that drugs do fix. The problem sure. is the fix is worse than the, <laughs> than the problem <laughs> yeah. itself.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you find that in education it's kind of because when I look back at like, you know, my schooling and stuff like that, I was always I was in like the higher classes and and stuff like that. And that's fine. But I did always feel out of place regardless of where I was because of uh, how well it held my attention or whatever. But there was just I wasn't um, gelling well with any of that kind of stuff. And now it seems to that I'm on my own. You know, I'm not that I'm on my own. It's been a while obviously, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little, yeah, a little yeah, older yeah. than I yeah, I'm like fresh <laughs> out of high school. Pop, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm still it's trying to school, get those gigs, but.
0: school we 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 feel different because we are different, you sure. know. And and uh, you're you're not Joe normal, but you you probably spent a fair amount of time trying to be Joe normal, yes. which is which is a futile pursuit and and it makes you feel you know, a little bit weird, you know, why can't I fit in? Well, because you're different and in, mm-hmm. a, in a wonderful way. That's why I call my podcast, the wonderful world of different, you know, Love that different, whereas the average person is afraid of difference. You know, we embrace difference, you know, cause, mm-hmm. cause it's not boring. Right. Know? And, and, uh, and we, we develop it and celebrate it. So you, once you got out of school, you were able to spread your wings and fly. You didn't have to toe the line. You didn't have to memorize stupid stuff. And, and yeah, uh, oh, God, you know you know, exactly
1: yeah, you, know, you, you,
0: you could uh, tell you a quick story one of my friends uh, he went to uh, Lutheran schools in the Midwest and uh, his great skill starting in like third grade was to make other people laugh hmm. only the the people around the school didn't like that so he would get beaten with a paddle regularly Ooh, wow. regularly throughout throughout school and into high school Jesus. And, and he, you know, and, and, you know, cause he committed the sin of making people laugh.
1: Mm.
0: Well, you know, who is he today? He, he didn't become a bitter man, which he may would could well have become because of the way he was treated. He is still making people laugh. Uh, he is the author of the captain underpants
1: series. No
0: yeah. way. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: my God. Those are fantastic. Yeah, Dave
0: Pilkey and, and he's uh, his books have sold over 80 million copies Wow, he's the sweetest kindest man you'll ever meet uh he doesn't have kids of his own but he's married to this lovely japanese lady and the you know he's got 80 million kids and and you know that kind of story he has both add and dyslexia uh, as i do and he he you know instead of becoming bitter and that's also typical of us we tend to be very generous hearted we tend to be very giving we laugh at ourselves very easily you know we don't take ourselves too seriously and Dave Pilkey is just such a great example of someone who could easily have spent his life bitter, angry, sullen and morose. And instead, you know, he's giving back to the world with these wonderful children's books.
1: Yeah, they're they're amazing books, too. I mean, I used to work in bookstores and people used to like come in like the day the new one came yeah. out and they just mainly amazingly popular and they were fun for us to read too because it was like you know on a different level yeah yeah exactly exactly uh, do you when you when you found out that you had adhd what was the was it around the time you were studying it or did you find out early on or did you know you were different what were the what were the signals i for knew you? from
0: the first grade that i was a slow reader and then they back then they didn't call it dyslexia. It was smart and stupid. (laughs) But I so but I managed to learn to read and I there's a story about that, but it's when I'm time to tell it. But uh, so I went through, uh, you know, really tough schools. I went to a prep school called Exeter. I went to Harvard. I I majored in English, you know, with dyslexia while doing pre-med. I went to medical school, went back to do residency in psychiatry and then i did a fellowship in child psychiatry and uh, that's when i learned about this condition that was called add hmm. and i thought holy moly i've got that wow and and i realized the medical model left out all the good parts <laughs> and so that that's when my my adventure began in 1981 and i've been doing it ever since trying to Help people understand that we're the folks, we're the entrepreneurs, we're the game changers, we're the disruptors, right? In in the good sense of that word, and and um, but we're also the criminals and the drug addicts, and so you know we we want to we want to prevent the the bad outcome and promote the good outcome, and and uh, so my life was was changed mainly in that I had a name for the way I was, and mm-hmm. I and I could uh, you know that I instead of just saying I'm different. I could say, well, I have this trait. I don't see it as a disorder. Sure. I have this trait. And then became my mission to help other people to sort of free them from the negative self-image that often comes with this and say, no, you manage this right. The sky's the limit. Right. You know, there are the man who invented the PCR test that, you know, we use for COVID won mm-hmm. the Nobel Prize in chemistry for that. He has. Wicked ADHD. <laughs> He's in heaven, oh my God. So, but, but he was very ADD. Kerry Wallace right. is his name, and and uh, so many of our greatest innovators, pioneers, discoverers. I mean, the people who colonized this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like an ADD Hall of Fame, and and um,
1: I had no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it, it's uh, you know wherever you find a pioneer, a groundbreaker, an entrepreneur, someone with uh, electric imagination. That's ADD.
1: Wow, is it? Would you say there's a clear divergent um, line between going in one direction and another? Is there a breaking point that you can find, even with your patients?
0: It's usually a little bit of both, and uh, uh, you know. So, and my job is to maximize the upside and minimize the downside. Okay. Most of us, uh, you know, uh, there, there's a downside to our ADD, and and uh, mm-hmm. my job is to minimize that, but to promote the upside to. Help you find your right difficult to help you, you know, find the right person to, you know, live with to help you sure. uh, um, learn how to spend your free time productively instead of brooding and, and uh, using it's, drugs. And, you know, so right. uh, Yeah.
1: it's weird. It's not uh, even the brooding. Oh, sorry, go Ahead.
2: Oh, no, that was one of my uh, main questions for you is that it's. I feel like I got I gotta ask you which of the 21 books because I have a lot of catching up to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like which one deals with the you know, re, with read it,
0: the most recent one, ADHD 2.0.
2: Um, that's so, the one I'm gonna start with. I'm going way it's, backwards.
0: It's well suited because it's only a hundred pages long. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I finally understood my audience.
2: Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. But how do you deal with people that don't? have the same mindset as you like i have a friend that she's very into personality type so she's like yeah. you needed this personality type to complement your personality type like to, yeah. which is basically just the person Young that man. has great like ideas and moves forward and pushes and starts stuff but i need a finisher
0: yeah right? no exactly you you we we need we need complimentary people on our, on our team mm-hmm, you know yeah. the people are good at what we're bad at and you know and uh and then we can be good at what they're bad at. So they're they're typically bad at new ideas and and coming up with the uh, you know flashes of insight. So we can do that, and then they can help us pay the bills and be on time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: and and uh, you know, so that's a good team. Um, you know, all I ask of other people is that they not sit in judgment of me. That that's where the damage gets done. The moral right, the moral diagnosis. You you lack discipline. You should try harder. You should shape up. You should. That's what kills these kids. The real disabilities are not ADHD or dyslexia, both of which I have and wouldn't trade for the world. Mm-hmm. The real disabilities are shame and fear and believing you're stupid and believing you're defective. That's what holds you back in life. Yeah. Not, yeah. not these conditions used properly. They, they can propel you. The Race car brain, you know, take mm-hmm. advantage of it. Just strengthen your brakes
1: so that's good one of you say that one of my friends is an art teacher and he's got a kid who's got adhd in his class and it's he's diagnosed and he kind of tends to wander around the classroom table to table to table no matter what like he'll be like sit down and do your work and do whatever and then he's up talking to other people. And I, one of the suggestions i had had, you can tell me this is batch insane, but I was like, I understand that kid. Because I was a guy who absolutely would wander. I would make any excuse and I would wander around the hallways. Like I met friends in high school that way by like suddenly appearing in their class. They'd be like, yeah. why are you here? And i would be like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like that now. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. But this <laughs> no, you know, we I was we, saying. We, should... we, we're, we think better. We're more productive when we're moving.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. When you're standing up. I was like, what if you left pieces of a project for him at each table? That way, at least when he was moving around, he found like something he was doing at each table. Do you think that works? Do you think that brilliant,
0: brilliant idea? Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing to do is to tell him to sit still and, you know, work at his desk, you know. Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's he's just not going to he can't do
1: it. Right. And what and another question I have, too, is and this is kind of a comedian thing, I feel like, because there's either, you know, I either have comedian friends who are very focused on, um, you know, the process, writing, getting everything done or whatever. And as opposed to like for me, like I, I do enjoy the writing, but for some reason, if I've got a gig coming up and I know I should prep for it, I will not do it. For some reason, I, I, I won't do it to the last minute. I know it'll benefit well, that's, me. that's
0: that's very typical. What we do is. In our world, there are basically only two times. Mm -hmm. There's now and not now. So, you know, you say the paper is due next Wednesday. Not now. And until (laughs) not now is almost now. And then when not now is almost now, we get it done in a panic. Now, what happens physiologically in a panic? You put out a lot of adrenaline. Well, Mm -hmm. adrenaline is chemically very similar to the stimulant medications we use to treat ADD. So you're basically self-medicating with adrenaline, you're self-medicating with panic. And that's why we're drawn to so many high STEM professions, traders on the commodities exchange, trial attorney, brain surgeon, race car driver, uh, radio show host. I mean, we're we're drawn to high STEM environments because then they focus us. It, Whereas if you were, you know, if you were doing something that had no pressure, you you wouldn't focus.
1: Right. And it feels so good, by the way. And I hate admitting this, but it does feel good when I have not prepared and I crush a thing. And Absolutely. I'm like, damn right, I did that. And then if I it doesn't go well, I go, well, I didn't prepare. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's my and, and,
0: and oftentimes your preparation, you throw it all away when you get on the show because you, you found something better spontaneously.
1: Yes, exactly. I, that's yeah. the thing. I love living in the moment. I like being spontaneous. That's my whole stage presence is exactly that. I love having the material to fall back on, but very often do I go and lean on it completely. Yeah, it's just um, good.
0: You, it's good. You know, it's there. It's like, you know, yeah. in case in case you clutch or something, but, you know, it, you're much better just freewheeling.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. So, well, we, we have a couple of minutes left. I want to get to the questions that we ask um, almost every guest that we have on. If you got, we have two questions that we have. Okay. Um, one of them is you can go back in time and tell your younger self something that would help you today. What would it be?
0: I would like to go back to my tortured adolescent self and say, don't worry, it's all going
1: to work out. Nice. I understand that completely. Yes, um, and the And the other question is, what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today?
0: I had to stop trying to take care of my mother.
1: Oh, wow. And I,
0: I, I did that. She, she was alcoholic, and and a sweet, wonderful lady. But she basically wanted me to be the man in her life. She'd been divorced twice, and and uh, she was really leaning on me in college. And I, and I felt uh, a tremendous sadness for her and obligation to be there for her until I realized that I was. She was bringing me down in a terrible way, and I, I, I didn't stopped speaking to her, but I stopped, uh, indulging her and, uh, it was a hard thing to do, but yeah. thank God I did it because she would have brought me down. And, and, uh, and I, you know, one of the many reasons I believe in God, I think, you know, just, there was some force that told me you gotta give her up, let her fend for herself. Right. And, wow. and, and it, and it
1: did set me free. Wow. That's incredible, wow. man. Um, well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining oh, us and coming, John. We
2: on... got two minutes left. I'm trying you to got get two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm like, trying,
1: I'm trying to make sure I don't keep him over time. <laughs> I'm like pa- half weird. panicking, like, what's the clock?
2: I don't know. I uh, know you're, you're you're playing straight to the line. I'm I know. It's like, like, so interesting James to me. I'm, me. I'm like, why is the our ADHD episode the half an episode? <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm literally like trying to get.
1: I'm like, oh my god, we gotta ask this. Gotta... I've already forgotten two questions I wanted to ask. And (laughs) I was like, you moron.
2: I think it's so inspiring too. I feel like everybody should definitely check out the wonderful world of different because I feel like a lot of us have these feelings or deal with these daily challenges. And some of us, like you said, have found like me and my brother work very well together. We're polar personality. So he's very like accounting and make sure this gets paid. And I don't care about any of that. And yeah, it it helps, but it also leads to moments of combustion because he's like, I don't understand you I'm like I don't understand you and exactly you're
0: you know you know you're saying what the f you know I mean this is you know So uh, yeah yeah but yeah. that's okay you know conflict and and closeness go hand in hand the opposite of closeness is indifference so Very you know, good point. conflict goes hand in hand with being close to somebody
1: yeah that's a really good you know it's weird I feel like today that people don't understand conflict and they think of it of as a negative way and I feel like my I always try to explain to people and my friends, especially, and I'm like, you know, my family and I, we talk over it. We're Italian. We talk over each other. I'm from Brooklyn, you know, and we do get into arguments. And then like five seconds later, we're like, are we still doing bagzidi for dinner?" Yeah, nobody's yeah, going out? Exactly, and they exactly. don't get that. They're like, you were yeah. just screaming at each other. I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. That's it's fine right?
0: Life, you know, <laughs> yeah. passion, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know, it's a, the time to worry is when you there's no conflict, when you're indifferent, you know, yeah. and, and uh, that, that's that's the time to worry.
2: Indeed. And then one more time before we do let you let you part us. Where can everybody check out the wonderful world of different? You said it's just launching now as a podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, a pod, yeah on iTunes and all the podcast platforms. Uh, we yeah. put out one episode a week and have different guests, uh, you know, exemplifying. You know, we obviously ADHD comes up a lot, but uh, other other kinds of difference as well. And it's really a celebration of difference and um and then, of Got course, my, my latest book, ADHD 2.0, uh, you can get that on Amazon or any, anywhere else. It's a, it's a short book. It's only 100 pages, so it's written for people with ADD. So great.
2: Well, I know you will definitely have two people purchasing it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Listen, have
0: me on again sometime. This has been really fun.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you so much, man. It. Okay, take care so you care, much. Peace. Have a great one.
1: Dystopia tonight.